So what is a genealogy? Here's a simple definition. It's the list of people that I skip over whenever I read the Bible. <laughs> now that's a half-hearted joke because there is some truth there. But, 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 we shouldn't skip over them. There is so much to be gained from even a basic understanding of biblical genealogies. So let's take a quick look at the genealogy found in Matthew 1. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey guys, thanks for joining me. On this podcast, we are going to have a Bible study together. And to start, I want us to go through the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew is one of the four biographical accounts of the life of Jesus, and while a verse-by-verse -verse study would be amazing, what we're going to do is go through it by sections. We're going to take bigger pieces of Matthew and discuss bigger themes. So today, I want to start with the beginning and look at the genealogy of Jesus Christ. But first, I want you to think about a large crowd of people. I know in today's season of COVID, it might be hard to remember what that looks like, but a crowd of people. For me, what I think of is the tens of thousands of people who attend a Virginia Tech football game. What an experience. I mean, when you look out at the stands, you don't see any one person. You see a wall of people jumping up and down and screaming at the top of their lungs. What a sight. But if we were to zero in on every single seat in that stadium one by one, we would find a person, a story. Because every single person there has or had a mother and a father. Every single person was raised by their parents, a single parent, their grandparents, a family member, foster parents, adopted parents, whatever it is. Every single person has a story, just like you have a story, just like I have a story. And these stories have their shares of highs and lows, some more high and some more low. And God cares about and is involved in each and every story. So when it comes to genealogies, what we have really is a wall of people that is just so easy to skip over. But when we slow down, we find stories, important stories. And yes, like many people, reading through these is dry and it feels so boring. Here, let me just read the first six verses of the genealogy found in Matthew chapter 1. Here they are. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. And Judah the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar, and Perez the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Ram, and Ram the father of Aminadab, and Aminadab the father of Nashon, and Nashon the father of Salmon, and Salmon the father of Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David the king, and David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah. <laughs> Boring. 
dry, unimportant, right? No, 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 no. It is anything but boring and dry and unimportant. In those six verses alone, we find stories of extreme faith, sacrifice, trust, tragedy, murder, adultery, prostitution, repentance, forgiveness, and redemption. These six verses alone could be their own mini-series on TV. Let's just start with verse 5 and salmon. You know what? I'm going to say salmon. Salmon. Let's do that. Because if I say salmon, I mean, I'm going to inevitably think about fish. So, salmon it is. And doesn't that just sound better? Salmon. So, here we go. (laughs) Anyway, Salmon and Rahab have a child named Boaz. Easy to skip over, right? Easy just to plow through or not even read. Just go to the next section. But Rahab, do you remember who she is? A prostitute. Uh, and a non-Jewish prostitute at that. She was a citizen of Jericho. Remember that city? That city that God told Joshua to wipe out? he march around it, blow the trumpets, give a shout, and watch the walls come tumbling down. But Rahab, because Rahab the prostitute, because of her faith in the Israelite God, our God, She hid the two spies that Joshua had sent, and because of her faith, her life was spared. And then she marries Salmon, and then they have a child, Boaz. And then the stories continue, but I'm just going to stop there because Boaz is crucial. Not only is is he in the lineage of Jesus, but the, the story found in Ruth is amazing. But back to Rahab, I don't know about you, but if I were trying to make up a story about a king, King Jesus, and I I needed to make up his family lineage and make it believable, make it something that people would want to bow down to this Jesus and worship him. I know it's a lie, but I need to make it believable. I don't think I would include a prostitute a non-Jewish prostitute in the lineage. Maybe it's just me, but if I were trying to lie about a king's descendants and trying to convince people to worship him, I would include people with wealth, prestige, honor, and glory, not a prostitute. But it's that very fact that lends towards the authenticity of Jesus and who he is. He takes broken people, He takes hurting people and redeems them, heals them, restores them, and uses them. It's beautiful. And that is still how it is today. Are you someone who who is a deep, dark sinner? Like, Like, are you like someone like Rahab? Do you have a dark side? Do you have a dark side no one knows about? Or do you go to church every single Sunday? Do you read your Bible every single day? Do you fast, tithe, give of your money and possessions? Well, guess what? No matter who you are or if you fall into one of those categories, we are all 
in the same boat. We are all in desperate need of the grace of Jesus Christ, his love, his mercy, his forgiveness, and his redemption. Sinner or saint, we are all in the need of Christ. And that's just one brief look at one person in the lineage of Jesus. I didn't even talk about King David, the one whose scripture says is a man after God's heart, which is true. But he's also the one who had an affair and then had the husband murdered to cover it up. (laughs) There is so much here. There is so much that can and should bring encouragement to our lives that Christ loves sinners. Romans 5.8, I've shared this before. It's one of my favorite verses. It says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were sinners, not after we got ourselves all cleaned up. No, while we were sinners, while we were God's enemies, Christ died for us. His love is beyond what we can fathom. You know, I love my children. I love them dearly. But the love that Christ has for me, the love that Christ has for you, the love that Christ has for the prostitute, the sinner, for the person like Paul who killed and murdered Christians, makes the love that I have for my children pale in comparison. Let's let these genealogies teach us of God's character, his love, his grace, his mercy, and his forgiveness. Okay, so that's the Bible study for today. Normally in Bible studies, we take prayer requests, see what's going on in people's lives. Obviously, we can't do that here. But even though I don't like know you by name who's listening to this, do know that I'm going to be praying for you. I can't lift you up by name, but I can pray for you, and I will do that. And also with Bible studies, we want to try and have a way to apply the text, what we're reading to our lives. You know, so it's more than just an academic exercise. It's more than just head knowledge, but it actually transfers down from our head to our heart so that we're actually changed by what we read and study. And keep this in mind, as we talk about applications, how to apply this to our lives, we always need Christ's help because we will fail. We will sin. We will fall short of what we're trying to do. So what we can do is trust in Jesus because he lived the perfect life and he is able to strengthen us and help us live lives that are glorifying to him. Even when we fail, and we will, we turn to him and ask him for strength and help and the mercy and grace to get up and keep going after him in his strength. So today, this verse is showing me that God can and will use anyone. He loves people despite what we may look like on the outside. So I want to ask him to help me, to help us love people better today. The nice people, the rude people, the people who are different than me, all people. Let's ask Jesus to help us love people, all people, as he does. Remember, 
He even loved the people who were crucifying him. What? (laughs) Wow. All right. Well, that's all I've got. I wanted to share this with you, that another place you can find this podcast and other resources is over at my website, coreymansfield.com. That's C-O-R-Y mansfield.com. It's there that you can sign up to receive a weekly newsletter, some resources that I'm putting together and more. So check it out if you want to. I'd love for you to, yeah, check it out. All right. Well, that is all I have. That's it for today. Have a great day and we'll talk soon.